down with Sam Worley back on the show. How's it going? It's going well. I'm enthused to be back. And Nate, I guess, how are you? Oh, you know, hanging in there. <laughs> hanging in there. No, no, good. I'm good. I'm All excited. Right. You guys are in town. Yeah, yeah. This is this should yeah. be noted our first uh, podcast in your new place, which is exciting. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, in, in person, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm a real uh, state collegeite. Is that what you call them? That, that'll do. <laughs> Sa- I mean, Sam's a native. I mean, Sam's a native native. But, <laughs> man. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, no, here for a long time. What would it be? State collegian? No. That... Collegiate? Is that the collegian? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was that state? Penn State. It does no. for most of them. But... Yeah, for most but... folks here. But, uh... Uh, also should be noted that since this is our first uh, podcast in the new place, our setup is still in the works. So like previous in-person podcasts, you may hear the Erin's Mopsy scratching herself like she just did or just walking around trying to get her attention. <laughs> yep. And I'll do my best to ignore her, but it is very hard. You can't mm-hmm. ignore her. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Good. But today, Sam, I mean, what? So last time we talked to you about music yes. uh, and, and different kind of ways. And, you know, we would love to continue that conversation. But today we thought it would be fun to talk about another, I guess, field that you excel in, uh, <laughs> which is <laughs> language. Uh, before we even get into it, though, why don't you just kind of give us uh, an update, maybe someone who, who didn't listen to the previous episode with you. Uh, which, uh, what number was that? that I was, was just trying to look. That was all the way back in the teens, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that was episode 13. Uh-huh. Impactful Experiences in Music with uh-huh. Sam Worley gig. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Sam Worley gig. I always called him that. Yeah. yeah. That's, where, that's, that's where I got That's him. a good one. Uh, yeah. uh, why don't you just uh, give a, a brief uh, bio of who you are and what you call yourself? Sure. Um well, I, I I tend to go with Sam Worley, though Worley gig is absolutely acceptable. It's those things that, that twirl off of the maple trees. Okay, the Worley gigs. I yeah, I'm familiar with yeah. the, the yeah, pinwheels and lawn ornaments, yeah. but oh, oh, that's good too. Yeah. There's a video game called Bloodborne where there's a weapon called the Worley gig saw, where it's basically a big circular saw on a stick. It's oh, cool. nice. Yeah. Anyways, ties in nicely. Anyhow, <laughs> that's that's me. Um, I. I, I know these guys from good old Juniata College and our time spent there in uh, musical and other endeavors of overlap. Um, not sure what else is, is pertinent to the listeners in uh, terms of what's, my... Uh, what are you studying? Uh, what did you study at Juniata yeah. and what yeah, do you yeah, study and, now? And yell, yell. Sure. Yell in your, your, your communication. We have to be loud in this room. All right, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll speak up then and say that uh, at Juniata, I took advantage of their um, idea of being able to individualize your major, shall I oh, yeah. say. You're Edgar Allen. Yeah, Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. an inside joke for Very most good. Uh, Edgar um, Allen Poe, P.O.E. Yes. yes. It's a whole thing. It's Program a whole thing. of emphasis. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, that uh, I, I combined uh, international politics with Spanish and Hispanic studies, uh, which formed a very interesting combination as far as I was concerned. And um, now I've decided I'll, I'll get back to it with a uh, Master's of International Affairs up here at Penn State is the current 
trajectory. So you are a Penn Stater. Yeah, at long last, yes. <laughs> wow. They mm-hmm. tried, and they finally got you. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I figured, you know, I was trying to think of, you know, kind of topics that could be in the realm of creativity that maybe we, we haven't gotten to, and maybe mm-hmm. kind of more, tan- not tangential, but kind of the the outskirts that aren't specifically, like... Here's how you turn on a camera mm-hmm. and things like that. I thought language yeah. would be a good one, and I oh, knew that you. I mean, you, uh, you studied abroad uh, at some point during your Junietta career outside of your Fulbright, correct? Correct. Yeah, my junior year at Junietta, I spent in Barcelona and then Madrid. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Is, and then, and then you, you got a Fulbright, uh, mm-hmm. and that was twenty. Was it early twenty twenty, or were you in there late twenty nineteen already? Uh, that was, was fall of 2019 into yeah. spring of 2020. And, then and most of the time he was spent with me. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> you, you, right? Yes, yes. Well, upon returning home, yeah, we early, early COVID, that was our grand adventuring <laughs> Man, days. Man, yeah. oh, so many adventures. Absolutely. It's <laughs> yeah, good stuff. No better yeah. way to spend it. And, yeah. and uh, so, I mean, you are very well versed in Spanish from, from all of that. Yes, uh, true. And but also, uh, <laughs> we, you are one of my I think two uh, Duolingo friends. As are you to me? Yes. <laughs> are you still uh, doing? You're still on Duolingo. Uh, I still have it, but I have not. Oh, okay. So so here's the thing. So I downloaded Duolingo okay. to catch back up on uh, German. Yeah, of course. Um, and I would like to get back to Spanish at some point as well. I did uh-huh. a year of German at Junieta, and then wow. uh, like four. Uh, no, three years probably. Uh, actually, maybe four of Spanish through middle school and high school. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and honestly, I, I probably remember more Spanish than I do <laughs> German. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I picked back up Duolingo to uh, get back to German. And then sure. uh, I, I forget how I found out that you were on Duolingo, but I don't know why I wouldn't of course you would. put the yeah, pieces together. Uh, and you've been learning Gaelic, correct? Yeah, Irish, Irish Gaelic. So, or, yeah. so before we jump into the good stuff, I just want to make it clear that uh, first of all, you, from in my experience with Duolingo, before we get off the topic, my yeah. experience mm. is that I chose the languages that I had taken classes in mm. in Duolingo, and I only excelled at the things that I already knew in it, and then I got frustrated with it and stopped <laughs> to Duolingo, which meant I didn't learn anything. Well, it, yeah, it's it's very much a matter of how you use it and apply yourself. Uh, oh, and you're good at that. I'm not. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> apply yourself. yourself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It presents you with the basics and your own decision as to how much you want to engage with those and push yourself and use them outside of the program. Mm-hmm. Really makes or breaks its usefulness in actually teaching you the language. I right. Think. Right, yeah, the thin thin line between an app that wants to keep the the folks using it like intrigued with it because they that's how they make money they mm-hmm. need they need right. users as well as actually being useful, like trying to keep that thin line of yeah. you know let's be useful let's teach them but let's mm-hmm. also make sure people can come back to the app and be happy that they're using it. It's like a, yeah. a newfangled high tech correspondence course. Yeah. <laughs> Get this yes. stuff, like, right. and it's down to you to make right. of it what you right. want. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've always had a good relationship with uh, my language classes. I did four years, three years in German. Yeah. yeah. That was fun in high school. And then intro to elementary Spanish in college. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Did you really, was that at E-Town? E-Town. Okay. Man, intro. This was like intro to 
Elementary second grade <laughs> Spanish. Okay, intro to second. This was preschool. Intro <laughs> <That's, laughs> like not just intro to Spanish. No. Intro to elementary, elementary Spanish. <laughs> That's funny. I I I love the fact that I took that class because man, every time I sit, tell people I took a Spanish class and that was the title of it, laughed. Oh, oh, it's a good time. So Sam, you'd oh, be proud of me. Yeah, absolutely. For taking it's, that class. Yeah. I but needed you, to, to graduate. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, you know, did all that German through high school, but then you also yeah. studied abroad in Germany. Yeah. Yes, but there's, I had enough to survive. Sure. In yeah. German, Germany. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I mean, Evan Quinter would probably be a, a good oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. person yeah. to talk to about language as well. Both of our second friend on Duolingo. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, because yeah. because he you know knows German. He he has a whole mm-hmm. backstory with with learning right. German. Oh, but he's then, had some solid stories too. We'll have a, yeah. we'll have to have him on the show again for yeah. like the tenth time. Yeah, to speak <laughs> with another person to speak uh, about his stories because he did a lot of international um, yeah. just stuff. I wouldn't. Even, it wasn't even he did international education. Like he went for yeah. study abroad, but then he also after graduation just like. Went to Europe yeah. or went elsewhere and Even like farmed and stuff. I remember after our freshman year, this is now just <laughs> talking oh, yeah, about yeah, random stories. But uh, I think it was after our freshman year when uh, he just went to uh, Germany to work at some hotel Yeah, uh, for that summer. Right. And it was, yeah. was kind of crazy. I remember because we were in... Uh, hungry already for choir tour mm-hmm. uh, but then he just like we all got on a plane and he just got on a bus <laughs> to, to germany mm-hmm. or, or a train to germany or something from pennsylvania yeah <laughs> yeah right <laughs> cool 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 so anyways that's yeah. cool stuff obviously a lot of great people in this friend group yeah. who've done a lot of awesome things abroad obviously we have some great stories we'll have to share those but you know the first thing on our docket what we really are interested in are just like when did you start uh, with this? You know, interest in let's try to learn another language was it early on, and then why did you continue to build that up into a, like a fluent, you know, to become a fluent person, fluent in Spanish and other languages? Yeah, that's a good question, and it hits on a point that uh, is very much relevant to this topic of language in that it, it's been beat to the point of uh, cliche almost, but it, it is worth recognizing that in the U.S. our education system does not take advantage nearly as well as it ought to of sure. providing exposure to mm-hmm. learning languages early yeah. on. Now, I went to the local friend school for second through sixth grades, and there was a little bit of Spanish there. Um I don't remember how frequent it was, but certainly every week at least, mm-hmm. just a little bit enough, enough to build up a very basic vocabulary. Mostly is is what we got out of that, um, and I remember that captured my interest. And there were those in the class. <laughs> there was there was one group of some of my friends who who formed the stall teacher hope club because our spanish teacher loved to talk about anything else and if they could distract her <laughs> oh, from actually teaching us spanish they would take that. their opportunity that's funny and yeah i could i could never understand why would you want to distract from you this? wouldn't Look, have liked me growing up <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you i don't know like them. you now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but yeah so i i, I for some reason it, it did capture my interest and i, I had a I, I liked learning the new words and starting to be able to try to piece them together as best I could figure. I mean, we weren't 
learning grammar. I was just mm-hmm. putting things in order. Um, but that also of note, I suppose, um, though this was not nearly as developed a resource as, as it could have been, I think. Um, my grandfather spent his career working uh, in education and traveling frequently to Latin America mm-hmm. to work with folks there and spoke speaks fluent Spanish. Um, and so it, that could have been a, a, a great leg up from early on. Um, we, and occasionally he'd talk a little bits here and there. I'd say that probably contributed to interest mm-hmm. not not so much to skill acquisition but another part of why I was like hey I'm learning the language is cool this is neat this is useful yeah. um, so anyhow after after French school I transitioned into public school in 7th grade and um, was a little bit ahead of the curve of their Sam, let's be honest, there. you've always been ahead of every curve that I've ever seen. Uh, but okay. a number of them. A humble man yeah. over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyhow, there I, I uh, spent a year uh, having like Spanish conversation with what would later turned out to be a friend of mine's mother, and then went on to jump into high school Spanish, which I ran through in the coming years, and just sort of always found it. Uh, Jack Barlow, one of our professors, made an interesting comment years later on the fact that he sees language as a way in which you organize the world and and everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes a very good point. And I've been interested, perhaps even before I recognized that component of the interest, in this notion of, okay, by learning another language, you are not only duplicating your ability to express everything that you already know, but you're also gaining this secondary perspective and outlook and means of organizing reality. And it translates into so many other different things and, and aspects of thinking and, and engaging with information and people. And that, I think, is yeah. part of what has fascinated me about it and driven me to keep going. And then at, at a certain point, you go, oh, well... I know Spanish, I'd like to study abroad in Spain. And then it comes back to, oh, I'm studying abroad in Spain, I'd, I'd better keep working on Spanish. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity to, to improve it as much as I can and mm-hmm. and to use it in that environment. And particularly uh, when I was in Madrid, the second semester, I was doing an internship alongside my studies. And at that point, you're in the Spanish workplace, you better mm-hmm. know how to right. sink or swim. And so in, in that sense, language gets you into things which then force you to keep going with language to, to an extent has mm-hmm. been at least my engagement with it and then Irish was just I've, I've been interested since since going there in 2014 in, in Irish culture and language mm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that and I figured when I came back from Spain into the pandemic when I wasn't running around in the woods with yeah. it, I was like I need, <laughs> I need something to Use my brain for it. Let's yeah. try learning Irish. Why not? Seems like a <laughs> challenge, which it has been. Certainly. Um, yeah. oh, you chose a difficult <laughs> one, I'd say. I mean, yeah. There's a there's a song that we sang uh, sophomore year uh, of Dulamont, choir when yeah. we went to Ireland, Dulamont. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had the solo in that. And literally, as I was trying to audition, I was uh, listening to a recording by Anuna, who's a you know a somewhat well-known uh 
like acapella or at least musical uh, group uh, of, you know, kind of choral singers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I literally found the YouTube video and I slowed it down to like 50%, 25%, just be like, what sounds are you making on this six-letter word right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely an interesting <laughs> language. It is, absolutely. Yeah. And and I, I found through that something that I had long heard people talk about and that after learning your second language, any subsequent language acquisition is that much easier for having done that in the first place. Yeah, and it's it's it, the hardest million to make is the first one. Similar it's principle, thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, who it, knows it, if that's true? But. but there's something to that. Yeah, and it has. I mean, I've, I've, on my Irish flashcards, I write the Spanish word on as well, just to get that extra integration, and it there's helps. Something you. else, Sam. Think. <laughs> something else. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love it. But it it and it. The other interesting thing is that learning any other language gives you the opportunity to acquire a greater appreciation for the organization and use of the English language. Not everybody takes advantage of that, and there's no reason you have to, but it opens your eyes to... But does that make you more frustrated? I I I was thinking about that on the way over here. Yeah, Hmm. there... Language has lots of different arenas of use and in each of those different levels of precision and clarity are necessary or excused and language has a remarkable capacity to allow you to make a very precise expression of whatever it is that you're thinking and then wish to convey but you don't always have to I mean, not everybody needs to talk like they're reading out of a textbook. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But there are there are certainly situations in which the rules and ways that we organize language are very important and, and ought to be upheld and adhered to. And as one goes learning more about those, one is able more often to identify when people aren't doing that, mm-hmm. which can at times be frustrating, but I think really that frustration is only legitimate when it's a situation in which that precision and clarity is called for and necessary. Mm-hmm. If we're just having a converse, casual conversation, 10,000 pedantic thoughts may pop into my head, but I don't need to beat you over the head with them because what does it matter? I can understand what you're saying and that's yeah. Yeah. a perfectly valid way of communicating and using language. And It's interesting where you start drawing lines through that. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, yeah, that's a lot of good stuff. Uh, I want to circle back to uh, you mentioned uh, Dr. Barlow his yeah. his view of basically language you know helping you organize the world. It makes mm-hmm. me think of uh, we've talked about our privileged trips abroad uh, mm-hmm. a lot. So here's another one: uh, when choir went to Vietnam, uh, and we this was you know pre-COVID, so we were allowed to like basically it was a pair of us would uh, stay with a family. Uh, for mm. the week and so it was me and Harry Biddle formerly on the show uh, with uh, we actually stayed with one family for one week and another for uh, another week basically uh, in uh, Hanoi and uh, Ho Chi Minh City um, but it, it was just interesting staying with that family but also going to schools to perform and interact mm-hmm. how big of a deal uh, going back to the education system of mm-hmm. you know language in 
in the U.S., uh, they were learning English. Um, and, you know, taking classes. So you're, you're learning Vietnamese and you're learning English. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. makes me feel bad for, for not knowing any <laughs> other language and kind of shows how closed-minded our uh, education system can be in, in that sense. Yeah. Um, but also just the, the idea of it being an organization organizational sense is also fascinating because uh i mean i think of german being such an additive language where it's you know a word can be 20 letters long and it's just like all combining to to nate what's an example you know german better than i do um house of goblin yes homework (laughs) yeah there you go i did a lot of house of goblin in my class uh and, and so that's literally like it's taking the individual words and just adding them to make one mega word. Yeah. And there's no, there's not much nuance. It, it's, oh, I'd say there yeah. are some nuance. Well, right? yeah, but, I mean, but you're, yes, in compared to just, some other. Yeah, sure. Whereas Vietnamese, uh, we learned a couple songs in Vietnamese and obviously that does not make me any, yeah, that is not really, that is, that is not He's nowhere closer to knowing anywhere yeah, that, that, that is me but it's just my what was interesting is is looking you know as we learn that language uh or learn how to pronounce it for these songs uh and also just while we were in the country just looking at at you know how things were written out there it's just interesting mm-hmm. how like no word is more than six or seven letters and it's all about the accents and different markings above or uh, below yeah, letters, yeah. and how it's really it's just kind of combined you know a combination of a lot of the same words or, or something like that but just the and, you know what's fascinating yeah. with mm-hmm. that is how that the shape and structure of those words and how they're pronounced ends up influencing the work the artwork that's created with those words whether that yeah, is absolutely. songs music poetry because a lot of the formation of our words that we use and in, in, in rhyming and stuff like that i mean that builds into why it's a poem or why it rhymes why sure. it's art right yeah. and so to have those differences between languages and maybe you can speak to this between spanish and english or or any other language that you, you know you've connected with how the creativity differs between languages and perhaps you could speak to whether or not you can feel a more stronger uh, beauty in a certain language when it comes to create creative endeavors in those languages. Sure. Yeah, I, I think that's a very good point. Uh, I mean, it's it's thousands of times easier to rhyme in Spanish. Just yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. A lot of the words share very similar endings, and sure. uh, it allows you to combine them. Do you see that in that in, in Spanish media? Um, do they t- is it taken advantage of or is it just it's just normal that's just like I'm not sure I'm especially well equipped to speak to that yeah. I, I don't, I don't yeah. know I mean, yeah. I've, we've I mean you look at poems and literature and, and songs and some of the courses I've taken it, it's been a while um, fundamentally there are you can still write rhyming things in English and people mm-hmm. who are good enough to do it do it all the mm-hmm. time and, mm-hmm. and people who are good enough to do it in Spanish do it all the time as well. And so the the, the, the products, the, the things you see are of equal caliber, not, mm-hmm. not restricted by the language and and the level of convenience that may or may not have gone into it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know that it's particularly evident in the work itself, but in the, in the structure of the language maybe. Um, but yeah, you oftentimes, in my experience at least, from... A, 
U.S. and maybe more generally Western European perspective. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. oftentimes like Italian is held up as a beautiful language. Of course, so, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the romantic French, language. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, the, the romantic romance language. language. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there is something to the flow of some of them that is to our experience and, and our is more lyrical mm-hmm. and, and lends itself more to artistic expression perhaps but that's our perspective yeah, I, I, I can't speak to what somebody from a, a different linguistic region may oh, that's think. fascinating um, yeah. yeah but I I think I've sort of lost lost track of <laughs> what exactly was included in your question I don't even remember where we've taken it yeah but <laughs> but generally generally steering us into the idea of language and artistic expression and, and creativity mm-hmm. I think language is not 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 to every artistic expression is it essential but to those that deal in words there's such a remarkable breadth of choice and different ways in which you can choose to express yourself and besides music one of the more creative aspects of my life is creative writing and, and stories and stuff like that and you sit down to get an idea out of your head and the number of different ways in which you could choose to put it on the page is effectively infinite and there's I really enjoy that process of choosing the, the words and the manner in which you want to express a certain thing and that colors the way it's received by the audience which is a thing over which you only have so much control in that mm-hmm. your expression of the words 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 go from one person to another they are expressed and they are received and mm-hmm. while language allows for a certain standardized organization of that process there's a huge amount of subjectivity as well mm-hmm. which is interesting and and is and you can't control that no and that's that's basically the the uh, undergirding principle of all, any literature course i've ever taken is somebody wrote this what do you think about you can take it in a thousand different ways and kind of has, has long made me laugh at that sort of analysis engagement which is not to say that it's not a, a worthwhile pursuit but the utter variety of, of ways in which language can be taken is, is interesting This month's partner for Write That Down is Fisher Stroud, a friend of the show, Nate. She sure is a friend of the show. In fact, she's actually done work for us previously, a couple years ago, for a very famed project that you worked on. Indeed she has. So Fisher is an illustrator based out of New York who creates a mix of original work and fan art. She's available for commissions and other types of artwork like Yeah, that. and as Nate alluded to, she actually did the artwork and the poster for The Wyman, so we can attest to her illustrating prowess. Uh, So if you want to see examples of her work, uh, they can be found at her website, which is fisherhstroud.com. That's F-I-S-H-E-R-H-S-T-R-O-U-D.com. And her Twitter at Ribbles, which is W-R-I-B-B-L-E-S-S. She'll be opening a merch store with prints, keychains, and stickers in 2022. So stay tuned. Thank you, Fisher, for becoming a partner of Write That Down.
so Sam, you you briefly talked about your you know you jumped into some writing stuff, some of the creative outlooks you have in writing, uh, outlets I should say, outlets in writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm fascinated by uh, you know what we were just talking about, how different languages can you know pull different creative things. I have a quick question before we jump into your writing. Yeah. Um, and you know now that you're you're fluent in Spanish. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you haven't lived in a Spanish-speaking country in some time now. But mm-hmm. when you were living there and you, you, you were part of that culture, you were in that culture, uh, did you enjoy consuming um, media uh, while you were there? Was it different than consuming media here? In, I know in, that's in very what, wrong. Way different. <laughs> like, like music and, and art and, and advertisements and just pamphlets and just... Everyday things are sort of mundane in both countries or both areas, right? Was there any differences or was it just like, I'm just living in another another place? It's the same thing, it's just in another language. I think at, at once there are, of course, so many differences. And then at the same time, depending on how you look at it, so few. Yeah. The, the, the mediums themselves, be it advertising yeah. or... or literature or, or television programming or, or what have you are re- rely upon common themes that are, are essential to that form of communication but mm-hmm. the there is variety among them and that it, it, it is interesting I mean you, on, on one hand you walk around and you're conducting your life as normal taking in this information through a different perspective which is the other language you've learned but on the other hand, you can also walk around going, oh, interesting, they've expressed this that way, uh-huh. and I would have uh-huh. thought of it uh-huh. this way, and here's how we do it at home. And hmm. that I, is, is just a continual fascination and joy to be able to be in that environment uh-huh. and to, to look at these differences, um, which is really interesting. And uh, talking of music in uh-huh. a different language, there's, there's an example of language and words both having a meaning attached to them, but also having an effect as far as the auditory element of them and and just how you're hearing them. You don't, particularly with music in a different language and particularly with one in which you're less familiar or have not yet become as familiar as you'd like to be to understand every word of what's being said, Mm -hmm. there's still an appreciation for the flow of things and the way the yeah. words yeah. relate to and connect to one another. Mm-hmm. And you can enjoy a song in another language very much, even if you don't, don't understand, understand the it, word of it. Which is how, which is why yes. we can enjoy yeah. and love listening to music that I have no idea what's going on. And yet right. I can still feel emotion. Yeah. I can tell yeah. from the music if it's just a sad song, a somber song or mm-hmm. an upbeat song. Yeah. I mean, which is yeah. super cool. Performing in, in choir. With yeah you know, different uh, languages and different songs and still being like, as you're performing it, being like, I I feel it because of the text painting that's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then we practice it for months and then all of a sudden somebody comes in with a translation and it's like, <laughs> this is what we're Whoa, saying. Oh, this is what we're saying. No, of course. Yeah. Right. It's a, yeah. of course. Hopefully, of course. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that just brought back some really, really neat just memories. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it, it's a bounce off of that a little bit as well. There's the idea of, I mean, consuming media that is not in your language. I mean, mm-hmm. one of my, uh, this was probably like in the first 10 episodes of Write That Down, 
I definitely not procrastinating. I was actually just thinking about oh, it this yeah. week, uh, another <laughs> round, which is a Danish movie. Mm. Um, and so, you know, watching it with subtitles as the great Bong Joon-ho once said, once you overcome the one inch barrier of subtitles, you'll be introduced <laughs> into so many more great movies <laughs> and TV shows and things like that. And sure. there's, I feel like there's something that you get when it is, you know, it's not forcing these actors to do something not in their native language. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, sorry yeah. if you're hearing <laughs> Mopsy pants <laughs> really hard right now. Um, it kind of connects you more to the world to consume all these different mm-hmm. yes. things outside of, of your language because it's, it sh- it's, it's easy to, to learn Spanish from Duolingo so that you know how to say La Biblioteca. Well, um, look at you. Of, uh, now, did he say it right? Yeah. Now, you say it. No, no, no. You say it. Say la Biblioteca. It. No, again, with, without a slapping. La Biblioteca. Wow. Now, you say it, Jacob. La Biblioteca. Oh, okay. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do a southern drawl while speaking there Spanish. Of course. Uh, I don't know if it came across, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, just it just you you you're getting the language without it being academic, mm-hmm. I guess, in a way. Like like you're you're yeah. seeing how how people live with that and and how people perform with it and things like that. If that makes right. any sense. No, you you've hit on a number of very interesting things there. One of which is the incomparable value of immersion. Mm-hmm. In, in that environment, in that completely yeah. divorcing it from the <laughs> academic acquisition of the language and just putting your, surrounding yourself in its everyday use mm-hmm. and its little idiosyncrasies and the the sorts of things that you're never going to get out of a book and that until you really spend an awful lot of time in that immersion environment, there's, like, as, as well as I know Spanish and as comfortable as I would be going back to Spain and just jumping in at any point, I... I always hesitate to proclaim myself fluent, though I think by most metrics that's fair, um, because there is a certain level of native vocabulary and familiarity and and idiom that you just have to have an awful lot more time there to get close to acquiring, mm-hmm. um, which is very interesting and something to aspire to if you get the chance. And the other thing that uh, I think you can pull, Jacob, from what you were saying is that there is almost always something lost in translation. When you have the language in its original form, in its own way of viewing and organizing the world, there is something that about that which is often not fully captured when it is translated to another language. Mm-hmm. Which oh. So many problems with that in history. <laughs> We're not oh even going there, but <laughs> yep, yep. you're right. You are so yeah. right. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Okay. Well, we were going to talk about writing, right? Yeah. We were ah. going to talk about writing. So, Sam, you write? Yeah. Outside is. of college papers and outside of thesis. Outside of the academy. Outside of the yeah, academy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes the pipe out yeah, of yeah. It's yeah. funny because he actually did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do like a pipe as a prop. Not that I ever have a good reason to use one. But what do you mean? <laughs> you have a good reason all the time. It's such a satisfying thing to gesture with. I, I, yeah. I remember, didn't you have a pipe with your Halloween costume? It's Peaky Blinders. It's Peaky Blinders, yeah. I, I had a, a paper was, cigarette. Uh, who, who, ah, who was, okay. who, what character? 
Tommy Shelby. That's Tommy like, Shelby. Killian Murphy. Or, Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, did you yeah. have the haircut? No. Uh, I, I had a peak cap had under the, which I jammed yeah, all yeah, of my yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, great show. But, love it. Yes. Most excellent. Sixth season. Sixth season coming, coming out. out. So, oh, yeah. Um, Peaky Blinders. <laughs> well, that, see, that, that brings us dangerously close to teetering into the realm of accents. And which I, I, I run on for hours. Oh, man, I hear the but, Scottish one. Uh, it's so hard for people to understand. Like, for us. It depends on, different parts on of which Scotland. Scottish. You, you, you get some very much milder versions, and then you get, then you get that, that guy from the streets of Glasgow. Oh, man. You, and not to speak of Highlands, but yeah. yeah. Voice clown, that. Uh, anyhow. Um, <laughs> Here he goes. He hasn't gin. even drank any gin. No gin <laughs> yet. Close. He yeah. hasn't even started and drinking gin yet. <laughs> that, oh, so many tangents I could run on here. Um, writing, though. Yes, yes, anyhow. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I've uh, concurrent, more or less, with my introduction to Spanish in second grade was also the period of the day that was free writing which for many years was my favorite, absolutely. And everyone, all the other kids are taking naps. In the same <laughs> time, they're just writing yeah. in another language. They're <laughs> playing apples but, to apples. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, no, the, the opportunity to, to sit down with a piece of paper, and I, I remember in, in fourth grade being particularly frustrated when they said, Here's a prompt. Please write a creative piece based on this. Like, mm. Damn it! I want to write on whatever the hell I want to write. Yeah. <laughs> cow, a cow, a boy, in a bucket. <laughs> yeah, here's your prompt. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, and there, there is, it is a, a very interesting creative exercise to work within confines like that yeah. prompt. But shout out to the Brainbow. Brainbow, and to the uh, forty-eight hour music yeah. music festival. No uh, movie film challenge. Film challenge. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Previous, oh, yeah. previous. If you had listened, if you had watched, yeah, if you were a true fan, if I were really up on every, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But I we agree. There's but, good ideas in the confine to just do it, but then outside yeah, of that, but yeah, I and so I, I, I still have. My, you used to once you'd finished your story at the end of however many weeks you. you Got it all typed up and it mm-hmm. stuck between two pieces of cardboard and duct taped together. And here, here's a book. Read it to the yeah. class. And I, I, I loved writing those. I, Do you still have those? Oh yeah. Oh, it's, no, it's, it's, it's like a book and more like a tome. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly, but 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 enjoyably, just immersive and extensive. Uh-huh. And I just fell in love with that process of creative writing and coming up with stories and, and characters and bringing them all together and I would write from throughout at least second and third grade I had running just continual progression you can't call it a series that makes no real sense in this context <laughs> but something along those lines of Blackie the cat that liked the Amazon and what? I, oh yeah and, this and you're not little, you didn't bring you this i i didn't think to it's sitting at home somewhere I'll are you gonna to publish it? it at some point it, it is not worth publishing but <laughs> it, it, it would be amusing to look over nowadays um but anyhow that that was the beginning of something that i, I pretty much always kept up with from that point onwards i've always had some or more recently many stories that i'm working on and writing and <laughs> trying to bring towards some sort of finished product which is the hardest thing to decide that yes this is oh done. Man, yeah. Tell there's us nothing for it, right? yeah you guys know no, as well but... as anybody <clears throat> but yeah so I, and i've obviously refined that process a lot and now i give an editor i don't i think that's I've, the next step right? I, I i'll be an editor right. 
Yeah, I will uh, happily class. throw stuff at you. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> the whole point of the editor outside of the editing duty is, is to move things forward. Yeah. And, and scrap it or not. Right. right? And to yeah. give you that outside perspective. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's honestly the, 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 the biggest thing I've got at the moment, which is something resembling a book, uh-huh. um, is sort of at that stage of, all right, I've run over this a million times, so beat the hell out of it, have a couple things I'd like to fix up, but then you need that outside somebody to say, hey, uh-huh. this works, this doesn't, here's what I think, someone outside of your own head, um, which is an interesting exercise in, in how your attempts to martial language are received. Yeah. And, yeah, it's hmm. an interesting well, aspect of it. Here, here, just just bring this up, Jacob. We, I think we should, because it's important. Here's a man, okay, who... Does so much stuff. And so what do we do in our free time? Well, maybe watch Netflix, maybe take a nap, maybe lay down, do, you know, just not, you know, I'm not going to focus any, I'm not going to use my brain on my off time. I've been using my brain when all Sam day. Is, when Sam is done with work or done studying, he'll go and write a freaking book. When he's done writing <laughs> his book, he's going to go take a hike. When he's done hiking, he's going to go play Frisbee. And when he's done playing Frisbee, he's going to probably do like 10 push-ups, 100 push-ups, 10 jumping jacks, 100 jumping jacks. And then he's going to continue writing. And bike 40 miles. And, and bike 40 <laughs> miles, okay? I, the, if you work with your time correctly, you can be someone like Sam. Yeah. It's all about time organization. It all starts in second grade. <laughs> Learning Spanish in second grade and writing your book during nap time. <laughs> yeah, you started that like yeah. a, like an ESPN, like Skip Bayless or Shannon Sharp. Like, now here's yeah, a guy. Here's a guy. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's Here's a guy who knows how to throw a football. <laughs> yeah. Which is a point with that, but I also in, in counterpoint and in humanizing addition say that Sam is also happy to crash on the couch and indulge in British panel shows until he falls asleep. <laughs> and that's only but, once every three months. <laughs> okay. But hey, you know. But yeah. yeah. Well, I, 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 do like, I do like a project and having yeah. lots of them around yeah. to turn to. And I, I, as, I don't remember when this was, but the thought occurred to me. And I don't know that I'm willing to stand behind this fully and, and die on this hill. But I think it, there's something to be said for the fact that boredom is the hallmark of the uncreative mind mm-hmm. if, if you're sitting in a room and there's absolutely nothing to do all you need is a piece of paper and a pen or mm-hmm. not even that mm-hmm. yeah. and, and there's there's always some creative endeavor in which you can engage if you have the will and the interest to do so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. well that makes me feel good about like previous jobs uh not the current job i have obviously but previous jobs where it was, you know, like retail or, you know, working in a movie theater or at a gas station, like before college or something like that. Mm. Uh, I would just for dead zones. I mean, much like your system of always having the, the paper and the pen around. Which he, he still does. I yeah, mean, he's, he's pulling it out right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would just like I, I knew in my mind that it was like, OK, I have this thing in in mind that I want to work on. And so during, you know, a mm-hmm. wall for and we've like talked about minutes. this. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think, yeah, I talked about our, it. Maybe ideas was on. Yeah. Just like pulling out a paper and just kind of working on, mm-hmm. on something. Yeah. I think that that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, that you need a new sheet of paper. My friend. I, I do. This <laughs> one has been around since wait, two seconds. I want to pick up on the thought you left there since 20, 20 December. Um, but wow, that's actually, that's actually not as long as I would have thought. 
No, they, they fill up. I like to carry a blank but, canvas in my pocket at all times. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a useful thing. But yeah, oh, that's I've I've spent many a summer doing yard work and loving the fact that I'm getting paid to think about the stories I'm writing mm. while pulling yeah, up weeds for and sure. doing all this crap. But it, there's, yeah, yeah. Now, now, in if you would indulge us a little bit, what mm. do you have on this paper uh, that this or paper, these papers that you have right now? There is a little bit of. Notes on Irish verbs because I didn't have my notebook with me at the time. <laughs> there is a I've been trying to this is at at the risk of sounding absurd or pretentious or something. There's a oh we're way past uh, that yeah. <laughs> In second grade, you started writing a novel. Okay, so talk about all, all of our study abroad and choir trips <laughs> yeah. and things like that. I, I I've been trying to learn all the ceremonial counties of the UK and Ireland, which is what you have there. Trying to draw them out in their respective positions. As one does. As, yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> there's econometrics equations, which is disgusting, okay, but Sam. a required course. And <laughs> oh, so that's, that's for class. Yeah, just because gotcha. I happen to have a reminder to call my grandfather. Um, if friends email my Wednesday schedule, the drawing of a banjo, wow. all sorts of <laughs> random... And this man doesn't do drugs. This is just... <laughs> you can only imagine what might happen. Can you imagine if Sam did? Oh my gosh. There's an experiment in there somewhere. Your book would be done. <laughs> your book would be done. Yeah, That's wild. Go. That's wild. Well, okay. I don't I don't want you to give away too much of your book before you publish it. Because that's going to happen. But can you give I us like a uh, premise? Can you give us an idea? What What's it based around? Oh, yeah. I, and... And remember, Always. this is your first uh, time talking about the book to a, to, an, to a large a audience. audience. So you, yes. you remember when that I thing mean, gets published. I, if this yeah. is the same thing, I feel like yep. I remember you working probably. on this, like yep. on the bus yep. during yep. choir tours and things like that. You even that. sent yeah, it some parts to me. I think I read I think some. you may have yeah. access to it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's um, another thing. I, I My own personal outlook to this, which is perhaps not as helpful to me as it could be, I'm always worried about burdening people with, hey, here's this thing I'm writing. Yeah. But I, I, I could yeah. go on and right. will happily, at any invitation, uh-huh. I'm more than happy to talk right. about it. Um, but I, oh, at the summer after high school, I think, I sat down and went, you know, I, I've read a lot of books. I've been writing a bunch of stories. I'd, I'd like to really try to write something big mm-hmm. and just go with it. I dumped out a bunch of thoughts that, wound themselves into a rambling plot with a crap load of characters and Game was, of Thrones was huh? interesting and fun and I, I see I've never read Game of Thrones and there's part of me that says you should you'd love it and another part of me that goes yeah I, I don't want to I don't want to know what's been done yes. to an extent sure. it's yeah. kind of dumb but I don't know you, you, you should read and read and read as much as you can so that you know everything that's mm-hmm. out there and gain from it what you can is my own little silly hang up but but yeah i mean i mean i, I feel that you want to feel like you've done something wholly original and not yeah, there is a, somebody. yeah which yeah. which being ignorant of that which has already been done doesn't actually solve but it, it, <laughs> right. you play games in your own head but anyhow so that one i wrote and i've since read over it and gone well the writing isn't great but the ideas i want to work with are all there mm-hmm. and so i've take what i decided to do is to take characters or moments from that big plot vomit and say all right I would like to recreate what I've written here by taking all these pieces and and sort of forging it out of these different perspectives and side stories and taking them back in time a little bit and bringing them all up to the present moment that the big story Mm -hmm. involved. 
So the one that I've really drilled down on and refined recently and, and is beginning to approximate something that someone could actually read as a unit, book, whatever, um, focuses on one character who is a side story relevant merchant in the big mess of a tale. And so this goes back and says, okay, how did this guy get here? Mm -hmm. There's a power struggle between three people who are all vying for the recently vacated lead of a merchant guild and it takes you back into it's I, I've, I've struggled how to categorize it it's 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 either historical fiction in a place and timeline that never happened or it's fantasy without the magic parts it's <laughs> it's mm. real people mm. and, mm -hmm. and human capabilities set back in that sort of swords sans sorcery time mm -hmm. sure. if, if you want to call it that um and so it, it's following this this one guy who what you might not realize at the beginning of the book but what you should find out by the end is that you're not obligated or, or supposed to, i'm not sure what it says about you if you do like him mm -hmm. um the, it, it's not a it's not a happy ending yeah, story. Some people like Voldemort, a, okay? You yeah, know, some people, okay. Some people like Draco. There's, some there's, people like Draco Malfoy. There's, there's yeah. a whole subreddit called Thanos was right. Yeah, <laughs> there you or go. Thanos did nothing wrong. Yeah. So. Sure. So there's, all, there's people. But, I mean, that, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's sort of, I, I wanted it to be very uh, realistic and a, a little bit grim at points just because yeah, that's the way things go oh, and yeah. it doesn't have to have a happy ending to it. And not that I was particularly interested in avoiding that but the progression of this character to the point at which we find him when all these other stories eventually converge and involves some of that more gray area stuff mm -hmm. and so it's it's that competition and struggle between these three different personalities and their associated side characters who number probably far too many <laughs> and i should maybe refine that a little bit um but i i've also there's Something to be said for writing what you want to write, and also something to be said for writing something that anyone else is going to want to read. And walking yeah. that line is, is interesting. Yeah. So I, I've taken a lot of the things that I've enjoyed from, from the stories I've read over the years and come up with something that I... In that I, as a reader, would appreciate this sort of thing, and I'm sure there are other readers who would also. That's uh -huh. not to say that... It's going to appeal to everybody. There are a lot of characters going on. There is a lot yeah. of detail and stuff that you don't necessarily have to follow. But if you want to dig in and follow it, uh -huh. you're going to find out later that, oh, that's where that connected and stuff like that. People, some people like Making that. A, yeah. Luckily, there's enough people on this earth to, to some, someone's going to find that interesting. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the hope. And, that's, and it, it, it's fun to write it, though. It, it's a big, there's a puzzle element to it. Not that that's all of it by any means, but I, mm -hmm. I enjoy that part. Now, are well. you workshopping a title? You don't have to tell us. I, do you have something in mind? Or are you I, the type of person to write it, think it's pretty much done, and then slap something on the top that kind of conveys? I, I will say, be it be it a, a poem, a song, an academic paper, this story, whatever it is, slapping a title on it is my least favorite part, yeah. which probably speaks to the yeah. fact that I, I don't yet engage with it in as best a way as I could. It, it hmm. bugs me. It has a, a feeling of finality and okay yeah. you gotta stick something on this um right now i i just have it titled as the guild which mm -hmm. is in effect the the subject of within which all this plot is occurring um but i have it subtitled a tale of valdron which is the kingdom in which is occurring and which i take from you made up the yeah yeah um 
but I, I take that subtitling from the Redwall series, which I read mm-hmm. growing up, and all of those are blah, 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 a tale yeah, of Redwall. Yeah, and yeah, it, it brings yeah. this, it's, it, it gestures to the broader project to come in that all the other stories will bear that same subtitle Ooh. and Ooh. eventually connect together is the grand. I idea. feel like we, we've talked about this at some uh. point before, but, but yeah. a fellow Redwall reader. Yeah. Uh, and uh, also the animated movies. I, I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. watching those in like mm-hmm. fourth grade, which is cool. But yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. I'm just Magic Treehouse person. Oh, oh sure. good stuff. Then yeah, everything absolutely. was still. Absolutely <gasps> still. <laughs> See, I did not yeah. do that much for oh, Magic Treehouse. So. Oh, come on, man. I remember I really liked, there's a cover, uh, a book cover for Magic Treehouse where it's uh, a kid who's like an astronaut. And I was like, that's awesome. I want to be an astronaut. So. <laughs> Well, that was like kindergarten, well, so. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look where you grew up to be. <laughs> Look where I we am We have now. to humble ourselves. Here, here's Sam writing a book, speaking Gaelic, <laughs> learning to play the bagpipes. Also, oh, like the hardest thing bags, ever. Should have brought your chanter. Should have. That would have been good. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, that's awesome. Boy, just because we shouldn't let it escape those who have any familiarity with it, talk about command and use of language. Brian Jakes, his mm. expression of it, I, he what, had something to do with a uh, school, I think, for blind people at some point in his life, and that influenced his desire to really use language to the utmost to, to paint a picture that for people who could not, in fact, see it. Mm. Uh, and his, oh. his writing has oh. such a vivid quality to it mm-hmm. that... I took in over enough description to provide an image and let imagination do the rest. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, like that's, that's important. That's, that's, that's the, the art of writing. Exactly. And yeah. this is the guy who wrote the Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry if that wasn't clear. That's a good clarification. Yeah. Super yeah. neat. Yeah. Awesome. That's really cool. I didn't know that about the the author. Yeah. 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 Huh. Wow. Well, I guess just to to put a a quick cap on on this. I mean, this is all fascinating stuff. I, we. We can do another whole episode about you know writing easily, just about anything, yeah. The, you know, prose and, and things like that. Uh, but yeah. uh, circling back to the learning language part of things, what do you find is the best way to uh, kind of approach it? Us being, you know, twenty four year olds ish, because uh, I, I know they say. Uh, or there's studies maybe that's it's best to learn a language like while you're in, you know, in school, and those are the best formative years because you're mm-hmm. you're understanding, you know, English language and able to associate things that that way. But what do you do uh, in addition to Duolingo? I guess yeah, uh, that helps you. Well, I I think one of the first things to say is do it do it every day. Don't mm-hmm. don't give yourself time off. Keep at it keep using it um and yeah so uh, well for irish i've got my notebook in front of me here duolingo is a great base point of of providing you the material but i take notes write everything down the not not only does the process of writing that help you remember it and and get it into your head but also then you have it there to reference you don't have to think oh crap what did they say Mm -hmm. you have it there and i my system has been Write everything down on one page. Then once you've got through it all, go back and organize it on another page so you've got it all clearly laid out and you can see the relationships between things. And it's it's a little bit of a nitpicky, organizational, very 
not, not, not a scientific way of approaching it, but organization helps a lot. And, and if you can think about, okay, how, how does it relate to structures that I do know in, in English or whatever other languages, you know, the more, the better, the, as far as creating those connections. Um, and then finding ways, the, the hardest thing about language, understanding language is comparatively easy to generating it yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. I think. Yeah. So make yourself write things and speak things and listen to things as well. But that, that process of generation is really where you can push yourself and where you begin to make those connections in your own head and say, okay, here's something I want to express. How do I do that? What is the proper way to arrange the puzzle pieces to yeah. convey that? And, and it, may well be if you're not in really super strict grammatical confines that there are a lot of different ways to answer that puzzle and that's part of the cool stuff about language yeah. is that if you know it well enough you can begin to do gymnastics with it to get it to do what you want and to appreciate the nuance in the very similar ways of, of, of saying the same thing I could go on at, at, <laughs> at, at, at questionable levels of coherence about all this um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, some people use flashcards. I, I alluded earlier to having made some. That's not my go-to, but it's a great way if you don't have a half an hour to sit down and really dig into something, have your flashcard sitting somewhere at hand and pick it up, run through a couple, go, okay, mm -hmm. figure out, I know these words, I need to know these words better, I'm not familiar with these words. It, it's an easy way to have a, a, a tangible relationship to, okay, Here's the thing I need to work on. Here's a, sure, yeah, um, sure. But absolutely, yeah. Yeah. awesome. Teacher and, Sam, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Teacher Sam, and, and there are also you know if you download Duolingo and you find it doesn't you know connect with you, there are several apps and oh, things yes. like like I know other Babel services are available. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. By the way, this podcast is brought to you by Duolingo. <laughs> yes, uh, um, but yeah, that's but, awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you talk about doing it every day. I mean, uh, I was on Duolingo German. I think my streak was up to like 150 days. Yeah, and I was that was cheering it on. And that, it was yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That's a, we we always like he like showed each me other his posts. streak. Well, yeah. See, here's the thing: is uh, yes. What are you on, Sam? 615. Yeah. You would always make me feel yeah. bad about myself, yeah. but it was a good motivator. Well, yeah, catch me. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it was just I was on a good streak. Uh, and I think that also helps because it's the gamification of yeah. learning yeah. language yeah. that, uh, they've that been helps clever me. with that. Yeah. But I also just like it was during when I was traveling for work and I just missed one day. Okay. And then I was okay. just like, oh, well, Excuses. I guess. Well, but, I mean, it's not an excuse anymore because I haven't touched it since. So it is an excuse. <laughs> It, it wasn't the first time, but then when I didn't go back to it. That's the hard part. That, that's the thing, yeah. yeah. You can miss a day, but you get it. It's, it's the same it. thing yeah. with doing uh, going to the gym. It's the same thing yeah. with going yeah. to soccer. Exactly. It's the same thing yeah. with all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what Nate's alluding to is uh, I I joined the, the pickup league that Nate and his wife Winter and, and Sam 
Uh, play in and then I remember we were here for mm-hmm. Nate's surprise birthday party mm-hmm. and then Sam and I were like have you been going to softball he's like no okay well we're going to hold each other accountable <laughs> yeah. and we're going to go and then, and then like go. the following Wednesday <laughs> when they have soccer Sam texted me and was like are you going to soccer and I was like probably not <laughs> I was like okay yeah. me neither <laughs> yeah. well and that's that, that brings up a good point that having another person is yeah, oh, yeah. a huge leg up what do we call that the accountability buddy yeah Oh, that's oh, very go. good. The accountability buddy. That was yeah. uh, one of the classes I took at Genietta. Nice. <laughs> it was like ba- it wasn't basket weaving. It was uh, health <laughs> yeah. and fitness. No, this isn't part of the podcast. Oh, was it? I, th- I know what you're talking. Uh, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, the, this is yeah. this. I think this has been a fantastic oh, conversation. Fantastic. Oh, and it actually stuff. has inspired. Yeah. Uh, I had an idea for a story that I think. We've just cracked something within it, and we're going to work on it because I have to work on something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, good job. Uh, yeah, I'll, I just need to make sure I write it down before I go to bed tonight so that I remember. Um, write that down. Oh, write that down. Hey. Here we go. <laughs> well, with Fantastic. that, thank you for your wonderful insights, Sam. Yeah, um, sure. But I guess now we can get into some definitely not procrastinating to. Uh, take us out, uh, Nate. Do you have anything? Oh for man, us? you always call on me first. You because know? <laughs> oh, I'm the one who's looking at the time. <laughs> True. Okay, uh, I'm on me very fast. Um, new year, new me. Right. Okay. Uh, All right. No, no, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> in this, in this, in this break between uh, moving and, and wedding and all this stuff, it's yeah, been, been just busy. like real busy. And mm-hmm. I finally got my uh, gym membership back. Hey. Uh, which is I mean, I used to you know go often, and then it was like months of not going, too busy, uh, all these excuses. And mm-hmm. Got it back, and, and and I'm feeling good, feeling better. So I, nice. it's awesome. a good break. It's a good way to keep moving and keep the energy going yeah, so, yeah i find that when i can instead of artificially make myself tired through just laying in bed and trying to go to bed trying to go to sleep yeah if i'm mm-hmm. like physically tired it not only allows me to be better the next day uh, in creative endeavors oh, yeah. but also like have good sleep absolutely so that comes down to that now we're gonna hear some marvel bullshit <laughs> no i'm joking oh, wow. all right sam sam what do you got going on well if you want an opportunity to be well and truly physically tired and ready for creative Actually, I know. what are you going to do push ups or something? well no I was going to say <laughs> what is forcing me this week to avoid procrastination uh-huh. is the prospect at the end of the week of being able to take advantage of these cold temperatures to go play broomball at yes! our friend's farm oh I'm super excited so I'll have to plan ahead and go shovel the ice I'm wearing my camo stuff and, by the way oh you will fit right in <laughs> yeah it's perfect <laughs> real That's, nice it's been it's do we have to provide our broom uh, no they should have brooms but if you have what no metal handles is really the only I don't have a broom that I'd be allowed to there, use there should there should be plenty but uh, let's explain broom ball yes sorry <laughs> this, the, the, the as much as I love cycling and ultimate frisbee if I could play any given sport at the drop of a hat broom ball has been the joy of my childhood and on into any any other increasingly rare opportunities we get to play it in our changing central Pennsylvania climate but um we have friends in Huntington who have a pond, and if we're so lucky as to get four inches thickness of ice on that, we'd go and shovel the snow off of it, and uh, they've got a series of boards of, of mm-hmm. little little wood box constructions that go and form a ring like like you'd find on a hockey rink, but only like a foot and a half high, just something to bounce the like ball. Like a gaga ball pit. Mm. Kind of, but but even lower. Yeah, lower, but yeah. something to bounce the ball, but not people off mm-hmm. of basically. <laughs> um, and then 
the, where you're not allowed the, to check people into the wall? You can check... Well, it's just impossible. You can check people over the wall, but not really <laughs> in there. The, the only rule, as I said, is that there are no rules and you can't keep score. Um, <laughs> but you, you take... You just wear boots, no, no skates or anything, or sneakers, whatever mm-hmm. you like. Um, you've got a ordinary sweeping broom with a wooden handle. You usually chop the bristles off at your desired angle to create your hockey stick equivalent. And then you have a little foam ball, slightly larger than a tennis ball, and a couple of one goal at either end, and you just sort into teams and go for it. And the principles of ice hockey basically apply for the most part. If 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 you see fit to chuck your broom at the mm-hmm. ball to deny someone a shot, be I feel like that's your brother's move. Oftentimes, but but <laughs> it comes with the hazard of the fact that that opens you up to legitimate retaliation of chucking your broom across the pond, oh, and then you yeah. have to go get it. Yeah. And so it's yeah. it's very much a, a free for all, awesome, load of fun spirit, and then you stop and have ham sandwiches oh. and hot chocolate. All right, Jacob, where did this start? You've got two guesses. One guess. Where did it? What do you mean? Where did it? Where did it? Where did it start? Like, think of a, a, a an area. In the country or outside of the country. Oh, okay. Like geographically. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, central PA seems like... Canada. Hockey. Come on, man. Canada. What was after that? Minnesota. Okay. Well, That that, seems like a very... That's just stereotyping. No, no, no. I've got Wikipedia (laughs) up right here. Was it Dakota next? (laughs) No. No, you're wrong. Duluth, Minnesota. Now I'm stereotyping. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I will say that there there is a, a an identifiable feeling of broomball tiredness when you've been out in the cold all day playing, running your legs. I'm gonna have broomball tiredness and after the first should. time I tried running on ice because <laughs> yeah. you know you ever try well, running that, on that sand? It's just exhausting. It and now ice, yeah. you're running and you're yeah. not moving because yeah. because yeah, yeah you, you are not on skates. Correct. No, 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 oh, no. You're, you're, yeah. you're just you got to You, you find the rough patches that you can get some traction on and push off and yeah. Yeah. But you, you should go to bed well, well tired mm. and ready. For Very excited. Are you coming out? Uh, possibly. Right. Yeah. I, I have to see what's going on that okay. day. Well, but we'll continue this conversation. Yeah. You let us know what you're, you're definitely not procrastinating. Yes. Is. Yes. Well, this is actually something that I just realized is kind of apt to our conversation. And mm. actually, oh, I, yeah. I meant to text you, Sam, about it uh, earlier this week as well, because I think you would be interested. Yeah. Uh, maybe you've already heard of it. This is uh, something called Wordle. Uh, oh. I've heard of it. I don't know what it yeah. is. Go so, on. so uh. Wordle is it's making the rounds on social media. So if you're on Twitter and you've seen people just post like uh, Wordle two hundred one, uh, four out of six, and it's yeah, it's just like a yellow yellow boxes, gray boxes, green boxes. Basically, what Wordle is is it's just a website. It's not even an app, but it's a okay. website. Uh, and I, I can send it to you. I I think it's like powerlanguage.uk slash Wordle mm-hmm. or something. Oh, it's not okay. Um, but uh, it is, I mean, if you Google Wordle, you'll find it. Okay. Um, it's basically just a daily game where it's not something you can do multiple per day or just like go unlimited. Uh, okay. There is one puzzle per day uh-huh. that everybody in the world has. Oh. Uh, and it's just, it's a five letter word. And so say I go onto this website and I guess the word broke. It tells me. But are you basing that guess on anything? Or are you no, your, your first guess is just whatever. Okay, it's Could be letters. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and then gotcha. and then it'll show you uh, if you have like if the letter isn't in the word for that day, it'll show up as gray. If it's yeah. in the word but it's not in the place that you put it, it shows up as yellow. Uh, but okay. if okay. if it's you know you got the letter green and it's in the right, right spot, right. it's green. Okay. Yeah. And so you have six tries to guess this word. Oh, that's awesome. 
and uh, you so you, you do your best to, to guess that way and then huh. uh, it keeps your statistics as you go so oh, right now gosh. I've I, I have not missed a day and I haven't gotten it wrong I think I'm on a 29 day streak wow. as of now uh, I was on it just before it got really popular so I guess uh-huh. you could say I'm pretty cool um, <laughs> I'd say that I'd say so um, but yeah it's just fun and it shows you the breakdown of like Okay, you got it in three guesses four times. You got it uh, on four guesses ten times, and uh-huh. it, it it keeps track of all those statistics. That uh, and it's awesome. it's a daily puzzle that you know comes up at midnight every day. Sometimes I do it at like nine thirty when I'm just see, need to take a break after an hour of hard work or thirty minutes of hard work. Or sometimes I'm up at midnight and I'm like, oh, I might as well just go for it today. Uh, it's it's fun and so the big thing is people like you can share uh, it to social media and people yeah. up and going like some people get annoyed with how many Wordle posts you see but I think it, taking it's over the Slack channel the work Slack right. channel yeah so, so I just think it, it's a cool fun thing uh, to, to as a daily routine yep as we were talking yep. about so yeah Wordle is spelled uh, W-O-R-D Sam's already on it yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh yeah he's, so. he's, on, he's on it yeah so so that's yeah I, it's, it's yeah. been fun it's been yeah. fun to do yeah. yeah well I want to end this episode on one one last thing there is an International Federation of Broomball Association <laughs> and uh, I just think that's fascinating that's fantastic <laughs> so, anyway Sam appreciate you coming on the show it's always a blast can't yeah. wait till next time we Always talk about something. I mean, you're just a man of many talents, so uh, we appreciate it. Fun. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah. All right, well, until next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Write that down is produced by Nate Ulrich and Jacob Novak. Music for this podcast includes Answered by Ketza and Dream 13 by Punch Deck. You can find links to both artists in the description for this episode. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can email your questions or topic suggestions to askwtd at gmail.com. Once again, that's askwtd at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.